With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Simplify your federal agency's technology procurement with Connection Public Sector Solutions. Connection's dedicated account managers, commitment to exceptional customer service, and extensive catalog of federal contracts make IT purchases quick, easy, and affordable. Turn your challenges into opportunities and get rid of your technology pain points with Connection today. Learn more about what's possible with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Yeah, he didn't really put much effort into that. No, being honest I was, with you, I was reading my notes. I'd tell you where you and Joe are conferring in the background yeah, there as the yeah. intro plays. Hello and welcome Since to the midweek fix from the LFC Day Trippers. This one, um, as I've told you in the previous couple of days, if you're into VAR and you have strong opinions on it, this is the place for you. If you haven't, don't know, go out and watch the highlights on BT or whatever the matches. It's not for you and we, we've no issue with you not uh, watching this show. With me, of course, is Jamie Holm. Big Joe Walsh and Andy Young. Um, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who agrees and doesn't uh, agree with VAR. It'll become very, very clear very, very early on in the proceedings here. But two don't like it and two think it's great. It's brilliant. And you won't, they won't have a word said against it. Um, <laughs> I'm, pro- I'm probably going a bit far there, but I'll, listen, I'm sticking <laughs> with it. Um, <laughs> right. So... Um, now listen, you stop, right? Because the last time you, the last time you, you used that word on the show, you start, you, you literally tired all bin men as scumbags. Well, in fairness, the bin men have been behaving since my attack, so happy oh. days. Right, yeah. okay, so so something came of it. Happy days. Yeah, um, there's been no Catholic converters being stolen. There's not one missing Catholic converter <laughs> on the south side of Dublin since Andy's uh, out, outburst. They had, an e- the, uh, they had a bin man EGM says, we're going to have to knock this in the head, lads, the day yeah. shippers are onto us. <laughs> <laughs> one of the lads coming in from work at four in the morning just sitting staring out his window until we finish our shift. But uh, this show, of course, is brought to you by Football Prizes. Uh, footballprizes.co.uk if any of you don't know what it is, very simple. Go to Instagram, Football Prizes, Twitter, Football Prizes, and of course the website I've just told you. Um, the information is going across the bottom of your screen about them, and in the description of this video, you will see all the links. This week, uh, the prize from, from them with regards to Liverpool is a signed and framed um, James Milner jersey, of course, with the, the, you know, the letter of authenticity. I hate having to try to say that word. But listen, 99 tickets max, £4.95 a ticket. Great odds to try to win it. And the Virgil van Dijk one was lovely last week. I was bullying I didn't win it. But it's Milner this week. And I know there's a very, very special one coming up in the next couple of weeks. So tr- check them out. They're really good. They're, they're, only, they're only started recently. But some of the gear they have for Liverpool and all other clubs is, is absolutely brilliant. So... 
<coughs> excuse me, I'm about to part a can, so I want to get a question out real quick here. Um, <laughs> VAR. There's been loads said on VAR on this podcast, on I'm sure other podcasts, Liverpool related, other clubs, whatever it might be. And it's one of those things that for, for me anyway, we're talking more about VAR than football now at this stage. And I thought instead of just doing it every, we're going to end up doing it every week because it's the way things are going and, and it's just, it's coming so much into the game. But I thought we'd have a discussion around it. Just the, just VAR on this show. All right. So Andy, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I don't know if anybody's guessed what you think of VAR, but let's see your first answer, right? Okay. Um, VAR. So VAR appears in the Premier League in the season 1920. Um, before that, I think it was used in the Confederations Cup. It was used in the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Um, they then went and off and looked at it and arrived in the Premier League last season. When this was muted, Andy, what was your feelings on it? Were you happy? Did you feel that officials were just not getting enough right and this would stamp that out and, and make it an even playing field for everyone? Uh, no, uh, it's gone back quite a few years. It's probably five or ten years since he started talking about bringing in a uh, video assistant referee. And I just associated with the rugby and thought it's really good for rugby because there's a lot of stoppages in rugby. All I could see with um, the game of football is problems. I was thinking, where do you draw the line? Where do you where do you review? Where do you want? Are we going to be reviewing throw-ins? Are we going to be reviewing... Um, all decisions throughout the game and is the game going to go on for four hours so I was I was against it initially but all we did I don't know what he's remember back but lads we used to give out about refereeing decisions every game we'd be raging over referees what they were trying to do against us as Liverpool you know why are we not getting decisions why are Man United getting all the decisions so it, well, once it's getting brought in you have to accept it and then look for the positives and I thought to myself, right, look, at least we're going to see fairer decisions and let's give this a shot. Let's see how it uh, pans out and give the proper chance it deserves. So that's that was my stance. I'm always willing to try something now. And, um, but initially against it, and now I, I think it should stay and it should be improved, obviously. Jamie, that's a fair point. Like before VAR, you know, we were all going on about, ah, oh, this fucking age is getting that wrong. And look, how did he not see this? And it's, you know, clear and obvious um, is the is the tagline now. But like we were, Jamie, and I remember seeing, um, not maybe just before VAR come in, it was Neville and Carragher went to the referees where they train and they were trying, they, they, they tried to hand up in the linesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you could see them going, it's really fucking hard to pick an offside when so many bodies are moving and you have to keep your eye here and keep your eye there. But when we were all definitely giving out about refereeing decisions, did you look at it and go, yeah, it'll stamp it out and yeah, we get some against us, but we might get more, more for us because, you know, we're, we're the team in, in the ascendancy in a lot of games and stuff like that. How did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, to be honest, I, I was, I was, I was pro VAR before it kind of came in because how it was pitched to us was that it was going to get the big calls right. And it was going to, to get rid of the, uh, the ambiguity between decisions. You know what I mean? Or the interpretations of decisions. It was just going to get the big calls right. And I think without going too far down the line, the frustration is that it's probably done the polar opposite. It's not getting the big decisions right. What we were sold is becoming more of a horror show by the day. And I think it's actually got as far now as making or convincing fans that rules are, so, so I don't want to jump too far ahead. You're looking at contact, for example, now. 
something as simple as contacting the box now is a penalty. That's never been a penalty. But now the interpretations of the rules and um, you're slowing things down on monitors. Uh, it's just clouded the whole game. Um, and look, if it if it had done what it said it was meant to in getting the big calls right, and look, at first, I'll be honest, I was in favour of it being used for offsides. Those marginal offsides, if they could clear it up quickly and tell us, look, it's literally offside, um, you know, whether it was a millimetre or not. I was I was originally in favour in that, but in reality, what we've been served up is stripping any emotion out of the football match. And if I said to you, Gav, Joe, Andy, anyone, if you think back your whole life, your best moments in football, watching Liverpool, watching our team, all of your best moments are surrounded by that release of emotion. And the current rules as they stand and VAR as it's being implemented is stripping all of that out of the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's it's miles away from what we were first sold, Gav, to be honest. Andy must have something in the oven and um, it's just about to be finished because he just keeps getting up <laughs> and then getting back down again and then getting back up again. Sorry, um, some, Christmas Veranda, tree lights are putting everybody off. Yeah, so Veranda Chief says your flashing lights are putting him into a photosensitive seizure. Yeah. Um, so get well soon, uh, Veranda Chief. Joe, these discos. <laughs> Joe. Oh, um, I'm, after, I'm after fixing the ones on the Christmas tree hey. and now the ones that are draped over are starting to flash now. I don't know. Sorry, you're going to have yeah. to just put up with it. Would you just knock the electricity off in the gaff, Andy? <laughs> Sit in the dark like Garbrian. <laughs> He's got a smoke machine coming on next. Wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joe, like, you know, we we talk a lot about in our, in our WhatsApp group about VAR and, and, like, we just take the piss out of each other all day, every day. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, Joe, when you've seen VAR coming along, did you think, yeah, you know, those decisions that referees get wrong, because I, I remember the one that was put up as, you know, a big one was, if if you remember, Sterling against Man City in 13-14, he's about three yards onside, and he's given offside, and it's a crucial game in that season. It, were you looking at them sort of incidents and going, they'll just get that bang on, right? And, every, you know, you take the good and the bad, but it's going, to, it's going to improve the game in terms of decisions and, and, and less controversy, I suppose. Yeah, listen, I agree with Jamie when I... When it was first proposed, I thought probably we thought it'd be eh, every decision be right, but it's like it's turned out this season, last season, there is there has been errors, but from what I can see, all of the errors are coming from officials, not from the actual VAR. There, it's it's most of the decisions have been right, and it's it's stopped a lot of well there's been a lot of uh, penalties and offsides that it's correct and proof you're right there has been issues this season I, I, Liverpool fans feel hard done by because a lot of seem to have went against us but I think if you look at all the decisions that it makes the majority are right and the few that errors that have been made are from the officials like the Van Dijk against Everton Instant. VAR picked it up it was just the official that was in uh, what's his name, David Coos or whatever his name is, he, for some reason, didn't know the rules and didn't didn't act on it. So I don't think it's VAR that's the issue. I just think it's it's a new system and it's just going to take a bit of time. I understand with goals and stuff, people are a bit apprehensive and holding back in celebration. And that is, that is something that bothers me. But overall, I think it's improved, improved the game and 
made nearly every decision is right. We're, we're forgetting about years ago, like Sterling and like all these other decisions that were wrong and clearly wrong offsides and penalties. Whereas now there is small ones, but they're just being highlighted because of VAR. Everyone's making a big deal about it. I still think it's made, it's improved the game from what I can see. Hold on, you, hold on, Joe. You think that the VAR, as it stands now, has improved the football? When you watch football now, you think it's improved the viewing experience as a fan? Andy, get your cans. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I genuinely do think it's improved the game, yeah. What do you think it's added to the game, then? If, 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 it's, if, if it's improved, you think it's, if it's getting most of the decisions right compared to the yeah. previous? Yeah, definitely. Is it a case, Joe, where you believe that it's improved the decisions that are being made, but hasn't improved, and I think it's fair to say it hasn't improved the, ex- the watching experience for the major- vast majority of people. Yeah, but there's nothing more frustrating when you're watching a game and a decision goes against you, and there's technology there now that can stop that happening. So I don't see why you wouldn't use the technology. Like Hawkeye brought in, I think for, it's just because it's new, there has been mistakes. But overall, yeah, it gets most decisions right. I, I don't see how anyone could say it's it's not improve, improving the game. Maybe watching Spectacle this year with no fans, I think that whole thing has sort of clouded people's judgment. But overall, if you look at every decision that it's made, the vast majority are right. Okay. So that for me, that for me is improving the game. Okay. Andy, We've seen with, you know, like we all, we, we, we're all kind of, I think you were against it. I have to be honest with you. I was, I was willing to give it a go, you know, because of the, the thing, the, the, the vision you were sold, I suppose, by, by the, the, the people at the head of the game. But when it, when it arrives in, Andy, like, and I'm, I'm not going to keep this as Liverpool specific for the whole show, but mm. when it arrives in, you know, you did get a lot of people after 18, 19 and Liverpool getting, 97 points people are saying you'll never be up there next season because VAR will sort you out and then when VAR come in Liverpool were getting a lot of uh, decisions in their favour one in particular Neto at Anfield um, where he's literally as tall as offside um, but but when you when you seen it come in Andy and it started you know were you comfortable enough with the fact that it started it may have some hiccups um, but we, we, we'll progress as we go because I have a major issue with that um, at the beginning, at the beginning, was I happy? Look, at the beginning, I didn't understand it, and and nobody really understood it. I was quite frustrated about how offsides were um were decided and how where they draw the lines and what's happening. And I can recall one in particular, and that was for me. Was, um against uh, remind me was it uh, Villa? Villa? Yeah, yeah, and the. The offside, it was done and calibrated, and then it looked like for me it was off, and then they did it again. And the media didn't seem to have an education of what it was supposed to. Like these guys are paid, right? So as a football fan at home watching it, we're we're entitled to be annoyed because we're not we're not supposed to know about this stuff so quickly. But the media are supposed to teach you, and they they didn't seem to uh, be able to put clarity on on what's going on and what's happening. So that's going to create a lot of uh, noise. And then uh, then you had Andy Gray, and and he tried to explain it on being sports, and people retweeted this all over the shop, and it caused outrage. They thought that they or didn't get the correct decision, so they recalibrated until they got the offside decision, which is what they wanted. Like this is tin hat stuff. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, I liken this to people that are, uh, you know, against, you know, that are anti-COVID uh, heads, you know, and they, lockdowns don't work, don't, masks don't work, and they, and they cite idiots. We know what we know that Andy Gray's opinions on football is a, is a, he's a dinosaur and he's a fucking fool. But all of a sudden, oh, oh, well, I don't like VAR too, so I'm going to share this video. But he made an absolute bollocks of it, and he caused absolute rage over over something that was a correct um, offside decision. The the reason that had to be recalibrated is because they didn't see Firmino's foot where it was, so they had to reposition the center of gravity. So basically. What when the they fuck did it, are we talking about so, here? This is a so, game of football. We're talking about recenter, okay. recenter okay. of gravity. Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure, so you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep starts now with all Tempur-Pedic mattresses on sale and savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Learn more at Tempur-Pedic.com. Okay, what the fuck are we talking about here is... is what, what you have is to the do, court, I, I, th- I think the what court. you were trying to say, Andy, is that they, they couldn't see his foot. They hadn't, got the, the, yeah. they hadn't got the angle to see where his foot was, so yeah. they re-centered on a different point of his body, so which, they, then, so which then avoids the whole yeah. situation. They were able to look at a different camera angle or they were able to see it or just spot it under. So they recalibrate and they got the offside decision correct, right? This is being brought in. We have to embrace it. We have to see and, and give them a chance to get these things right. Now, the enjoyment of football isn't just there, isn't there. See, this is the thing, like, we're blaming VAR on, on the lack of enjoyment of football. The lack of enjoyment of football is purely down to fans not being in the ground. I've lost my train of thought here, but just, just, just hear me out. Pundits, media, fans didn't bother the whole getting uh, educated on the on what what VAR is doing and what it's supposed to do, and that suits Premier League referees because VAR is getting the blame for rule changes, for poor decisions made by referees when the technology is perfectly fine. They're able to use it in other leagues and they're able to use it in the Champions League, no problem. They were able to use it in the World Cup with, with very little problems. The problem in the Premier League is they're making an absolute arse of it. And it's the referees, it's the personnel. The referees are are making a poor decision and then all of the rage is misplaced. And the problem with that is all that noise, all that nonsense, that's where incompetence loves to live in underneath that. It's never my fault. It's never the referee's fault. It's never the VAR referee's fault. It's the, it's the technology's fault. So from the very beginning, pundits, uh, the media... And a lot of people, if you're against VAR, they just didn't bother learning and didn't bother putting the word out that well, this is what happens. This is the process. And there's very few people available on Twitter or on uh, on TV that can explain this stuff to you. Well, I, I will I will tell you that um, I know I know Sky were invited to Stockley Park to look at how this worked and how the processes start, um, you know, go on and finish with regards to different incidents. But what I would say to you is, Andy, like, it's their product. They should be telling you. You shouldn't be going looking for it. You know, you, yeah, what I you're know, saying, they, what you, yeah. but, but he didn't really, Andy. They didn't. No, this he, is the, he, this what I'm saying but, to you. And, yeah. and, but, but, but this is this goes back to my original point. Like, we're a podcast, right? And yeah. if I want, if I'm putting out a podcast on Friday, I let people know I'm putting out a podcast. I let people know what it is, what it's about, who's on it, when it'll be, when it'll end, all that sort of stuff. Did, mm. I don't turn around and go, 
oh, you need to educate yourself when we do podcasts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and this is my issue from the very start. They, no, they, but, they Gav, see, Gav, see, but the, hold on, hold on. They see it in the World Cup. They see it in the World Cup and they, they have 12 months, 12 months right. to tell you exactly how it works. Can I just tell you every, something on that every, point, every, But they, they have every every process and they look, they've all the technology, they've all the region, the world to literally put a five minute video together for you. Point by Gav, point as to what's going to happen. Don't, they don't and, want you to. They don't want you to. Well, then Andy, you need because to put they were, in the Premier because, League. Because then if they don't want you to, what the fuck are you watching? The Premier League res- the referees and the Premier League, they they resisted bringing in VAR for ages. They were one of the last to agree to it. Yeah. And they're making such a bollocks of it. it can, it's, pro- it's, it's shown that they still don't want it. They could have easily did what you're saying there and educated football fans and let them. And if they really wanted to, this technology to be supported, it doesn't suit the referees. It doesn't, su- it doesn't suit the Premier League to be shown up. They want they want it the way it was, where referees in the Premier League, English referees are notoriously subjective referees. They like to um, insert themselves be over involved in a game. They like to have a little bit of an influence over the outcome. They don't referee games like foreign referees, and that's the reason they don't get invited to World Cups anymore. They're, they're, it's a huge, it's a hugely poor uh, standard of refereeing, and the problem with um, what's happening with decisions at the moment is not the technology; it's it's the lack of accountability for referees. It's the lack of uh, transparency. We don't hear what's going on. They don't tell us what's going on. I have to go, I have to, because I'm interested, I have to go and find out and, and look up people like uh, um, Dale. Uh, Dale. Like, uh, Dale's only a fucking journalist off ESPN. Why should I have to go to him? This should be, this should be shown on Sky. The Premier League should make, as part of the contracts, make people understand all of this stuff. Because all this misplaced rage and all this nonsense and all this noise, well, I think, they I love think that because the referees can hide behind it. But you're saying misplaced so, rage, Andy. I think uh, like you're proving your own point that it's not misplaced because you, you've explained to us what the problems were. You've no, explained people, to us are, that, people are blaming VAR and think it should be being. Well, they no, are. No, referees, need the to, referee, referees need to pull their socks up and they need to be, and they need to, there needs to be better governance as well. There, it's, they're just being um, reviewed by themselves, being audited by themselves. Maybe have a different organisation in Stockley Park. Maybe have someone else who's uh, not. Sl- they're not sleeping with each other because what I happens is a referee is. I'll come to you, Joe, Jamie. Go on. Can, Andy. can I just finish your point? Yeah, yeah. Of course, a referee is a referee is a, he's a VAR referee one week, and he's a he's a referee in the pitch the other week, so they won't shaft each other. No, they won't. Jono says. Um, the decisions we got last season and making out that I said we got decisions and John clarified and said, well, that's a myth. What I mean, what, what I should have said was it was perceived that we got a lot of decisions and it was an excuse used because we were romping the league. Um, Jamie, Andy says there, you know, you know, he has to go looking for information all the time. Um, usually in an argument for Twitter when he's having the crack, but he, he has to go looking for information. Um, and I don't think that's good enough. I would genuinely stand here, Jamie, and say to you that it's it's eighteen months in the, in now in around give or take, right? And I believe that the situation has never become tenable on VAR. I'd argue that um, right now that the situation has never been right for VAR, and that's probably down to them not wanting it in the first place. But can you? Am I mad to think that this just hasn't worked and it hasn't worked from the start? And the idea of it'll progress and get better is just 
it's a lot of bollocks to be honest with you it seems for me it seems to be getting progressively worse I, I, to, to go, take a step back to what andy was saying all jokes aside <coughs> i think he, i think he is right to a large degree in that um there is no accountability um the the, the lines or the waters are getting mud, more muddied by the day um mm. even something as simple as having mics refed or uh, refs mic'd up um, would would help dramatically, but I think that, that there was one time, if I remember right, was it Liverpool playing Spurs last year, and John Moss uh, yeah, was caught on the audio. Two, uh, it was Eric no, Lamella. Two seasons ago, yeah, it was it two seasons ago? And Eric Lamella, I think it was at the uh, Lamella and Van Dyke, and he basically there was a consultation going on between him and the linesman, and he basically turned around and he said, "I actually don't know the answer, but I'm going to give a penalty." And no, I think it, I think I think what happened. I think the incident yeah. in that game was actually the penalty. On Kane, they were trying ah, to work out right. if Lovren yeah. if Lovren had you're touched the right. ball towards. It was an goal. offside. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You're dead right. Yeah. Um, and and I think this is what they're worried about. I mean, for me personally, look, I'm a bit of an old ass, and I I am resistant to change. I'll hold my hand up, and I hear the justification of, of VAR, and I just clen- clench up. And that's something uh, you know the, that I'm I'm trying to embrace it, but I'll be honest, it just gets worse by the day. And it I'll I'll be honest, talking purely emotively now. Ever since the Merseyside derby, there, there was a part of me as a football fan that died and I've not been able to get it back because we were robbed. And it's not just we were, I mean football fans because it's happening to every club week after week after week after week. We are robbed of moments that should live with us forever. We should have been celebrating that game, uh, you know, as one of the great Merseyside derby wins and we were absolutely robbed. And... We're looking at things like offside, which, look, I'll hold my hands up. I thought it was going to come in. It was going to improve the game. It'd be super clear. Look, he's slightly offside. There's there's no arguments. But now we're seeing things. I think it was Patrick Bamford where his arm is in front of him uh, and he's getting ruled offside. You're seeing your lad Ollie Watkins from Aston Villa who's pushed in front of the defender. Not only is it a foul, but they're then giving his arm as offside. And then what's happening, lads, is no one's explaining any of this after the game put the referee up in front of the cameras and get them to explain themselves. Even if they turn around and go, we fucked up on this one, lads. Mm. We fucked up on this because we're all human. I make mistakes in work. We all do. We, you know, we're, we're, nobody's perfect here, but accountability as fans, it would diffuse the situation. And I think you'd get a lot more fans going, do you know what? I'm open to learning and I'm open to giving this time to work because we're all on this journey together. But at the moment, they just seem to be sort of, creating this protective shield around the referees and no one's being let in and it's their way or the highway and no one is none the wiser. You look at Champions League games and we don't get any of this mess. It's not being ref from some guy in a in a in a box room with loads of TVs around him. You know, it's it there's there's they are not micromanaging a football match without the context of the real game. You know, being sat in a in a room. If if you're gonna if you're gonna say to me, okay, we're giving the people in that room in Stockley Park the power, go and put an ex-professional in there. Go and put somebody that's played the game in there, not to be the the be all and end all, but to give context that seems to be missing when they're making these decisions um, and trying to pretend that it's the on-field referee making them. Because I think we all know it's not now. Well, you know, like you're you're saying that the one thing I would say to you is Jamie. If they come out, at, <clears throat> it'll never happen where they come out after games. And th- one, two reasons, I suppose. One, they're so in their own bubble that they'll never be exposed. And two, if they did come out and say for argument's sake, they said Fulham 
we're denied a goal today and we're really sorry we made an absolute mistake of it. We made a ball of it and Fulham go down and they go down off the back of that goal. They just sue them because they've all the evidence that they got it wrong and that's how it goes. They'll just sue. Um, you know, that's how football goes now. Threaten of suing if you, if you make, like there was threaten, there was threats of, um, wasn't it, wasn't it Villa again involved? Uh, Sheffield United, the ball over the oh, line yeah, and, and stuff like line. that. And could Sheffield United miss out on Europe and all, but stuff like that. Joe, just taking it back to the start a little bit. We've seen real changes around offsides. We've seen real changes around um, penalties, handballs. We've they've kind of tweaked them as they've gone. You've seen the processes change. You know, it used to be just the referee standing there waiting for a fella to make the decision. Then it was the referee was making the decision. Then it was they were kind of doing a bit of the screen work and stuff like that. Could it, could you wipe all this out, Joe? By by again going back to the start and going listen. This is the rule on, on offside, and if we need to show you a demo, we will show you. This is the way handball is going to work, and we're going to give you 10 scenarios as to what what would be a penalty and what wouldn't, and other you know big decisions that they make, and go from the very start and set it out in stone and go, that's it. We don't need to tweak it. That is it, and everybody plays by those rules. Could you have done that? Yeah, yeah they could have, Gav, and I'm not arguing the far isn't flawed here. There's... There's no doubt there's loads of issues with it and it can be improved. But the, it's, it's nearly all, all these issues we have. They've tweaked the handball thing, which was right because they were given a penalty. It was it was ridic- gone ridiculous. But a lot of these decisions, it's, it's just the officials. And like Jamie's saying, in Stockley Park, there's, whoever's looking at it, there's no expert professionals there they're making these decisions fairly quickly like when they had the game start I don't understand why they're making these decisions in eight nine seconds why not I know people moan they can't delay the game but why not actually properly look at it, get the referee over there not have to not have to tell the referee the only time the referee goes over is when it's going to be overturned just get the referee to go over while they're looking at it as well and let them talk and let us hear what they're saying to each other and I think that would make fans I think more open too far. If you can hear them saying, well, uh, the reasons for giving it or not giving it or retracting it, I think that would help the whole thing. But far as a concept, I think, I, I don't see how the, anyone can argue it doesn't work. It, the whole, it, it, it will work. It's just at the moment there's, there's issues with it, but it's getting more decisions right than wrong. And that's. We've seen, we've seen, um, you know, after a couple of penalty shouts a couple of weeks ago, it might be one involving the one involving Joe Gomez at City might have sparked this, but but you've it kind of came out afterwards, Andy, that referees ha- have gone to their to, to the you know their overlords or whoever whatever they call them and said, look, we're not being able to employ any common sense here. You know, Andy, lots is thrown at the referee. Now, listen, I'm not for one minute saying that the referees are in any way competent. I think they're all muck. Ever since um, Clattenberg left the Premier League, I think they're awful. Um, you might have an argument for... Um, his name escapes me. He's Oliver. You might have yeah. an argument about, okay, yeah. for Oliver, but the rest of them are atrocious and then most of them live in Greater Manchester for some... He's, they're they're all rubbing off on him now anyway. Well, they probably are, but... Mm. But you've seen a lot of stuff thrown. Like I think a lot of us here would, even though we agree and disagree on VAR, we do, we would agree that you know the referees, even in small situations, are just for our touch. Is it really their fault personally, Andy, or is it just they're absolutely nailed the protocol now? And even if they're looking at, I don't know, Andy Robertson last last week against Brighton, even if they're looking, going, ah, oh, look. 
we can't be giving penalties for this. He's looking at the screen going, I have to give it. Well, I just no. have to give it. If if that's if that's the way they feel, they should all get together and and make a statement. If they feel like they're not being allowed a uh, referee or ga- uh, the game with common sense, they should all get together and make a statement. I would argue that most because that's are not being allowed to do that, Andy. Make a statement. No, anyone, I, anyone is I, free to protest. No, <laughs> I'm not <actually laughs> careful now. Down with this sort of thing. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I would say without doubt that they are refereeing without the ability to use common sense. I, I, I would 100% think that. Yeah, they are, yeah. They are. Um, they're, yeah, of course they are. They, they must be restricted somehow, but if, but if it's their fault if they don't put up, stand up to that. If they if they feel that they can referee the game better, they should be coming up with solutions. See, this is the problem I have. I don't feel passionate about keeping VAR. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to lose any sleep if it goes. Well, I will actually, because I think what's going to happen is referees go, lovely. Now we can fuck up every single week and, and where there's even less accountability. There's even less review. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll love nothing more than to be in it and just be, and to be seen as, as they can just referee the games as the way before, because they've tried it. It didn't work. Good luck. And it wasn't there. It was never their fault. So, but if it goes, it might shut people up giving out. That'll help. Um, but I just think it needs to be it needs to be given a proper chance. And if referees feel that they're being overregulated by their bosses that they can't referee the game, they need to put up to it. So if they if they're not putting up putting it up to their employers and they want to do referee in a different way, that's their fault too. Do you, do you know what though, Andy? You, you say there about you know if we go back to to how it used to be in referees. I nearly found it easier to stomach a decision. You know that one of the tight calls going against you, where you're like, oh, it's just one of those things, mm. because you know that yeah. it's a human stood in the middle of a field yeah. trying to referee a, a football match that's a million miles an hour. Whereas now, mm. I think my frustration comes from they have all this support, you know, and, and we they know the rules and regulations immeasurably better than we ever will. And they still look at a screen and make some of the most absurd decisions that lack all common sense. And I think that's where my frustration comes, that how between all of them can they still arrive at the wrong It's It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Absolutely. 100% agree with you. It's bizarre how they're being given all the help impossible and they're still managing to fuck this up every single week i just i just couldn't stomach going back and them and they're having their way that they just get they just get away with this continuously every single week but that's a Look, good point the, the idea point. the idea of of um of var is to is to stop big decisions being got wrong okay and that that's what it should do and if if there's competent people using the technology, that's what it will do. We don't hear these complaints in the Champions League. Okay, there was one tonight where uh, Freddie should have got a red card. But generally, you don't see in the Champions League, and you don't see it in Germany where it's being used, and you don't see it in Holland where it's being used, or Spain. They seem to get it right over there. Um, and it doesn't matter what change they make in the Premier League, the referees still fuck it up. Because last year, we were told, why aren't they allowed to look at the monitor? That's going to solve everything. What did they, it's made it worse because yeah. they walk over to the monitor and whatever pressures they're under between 
their mates in Stockley Park or their bosses, they go over to the mount and they're afraid to make it the wrong call. So they just overturn because the pressure is on them to overturn. Yeah, if I've you've got three of your mates in Stockley Park telling you that you've got it wrong, what type of headspace yeah. are you going to be in going yeah. over to that monitor? Yeah. So and there's I, no, I, there's I nothing wrong with that fucking screen. That screen is fine. There's four sides in it and it's a HD screen. It's the fucking idiot that's looking into it. Joe, <coughs> listen to this. Made me think. Um, is there an argument here that the referees are the pawn in this game? And it's actually something that's been driven from above their heads, you know, wow. uh, from the powers that be that they are literally pawns in this game because I struggle at times to think that referees can be that fucking stupid. What are you going to hear? There's a conspiracy against Liverpool, Gav? No, no, not at all. What I'm saying is, um, well, I, I can if you want. <laughs> but but no, no what what I, what I what I mean is what I mean is when we look at these referees, you know, like Andy said earlier on on you know um misplaced rage and stuff like that. Is it a case of we're looking at this going the fucking referee, what's he looking at? Is it a case that he's he's literally like a robot running around the place now and he's literally being told in his ear by people in Stockley Park that are probably ranked above him within the game now. Um and, and it's just literally they have a handbook there and they're just going through and going, Yeah, just give that give that that's what we've been told from the powers that be. Yeah, as like Jamie's referring to the Everton game, that's the one game. Now I don't know it's Liverpool supporters because we're that's the one game where it did really bother me where there was the sit a couple of decisions that were clearly wrong and the the offside you can look at it a thousand times how it was offside I don't know but that seems to be uh, that's rare since this came in so uh, I don't know I, there is flaws as I said but the whole the whole the whole thing with going over to this monitor I I would love to know what they're being told and that everyone has an issue because I don't think. Every this time the referees went to that monitor this this season, I think it's been overturned. They haven't went over and said, no, you're wrong. Whoever's talking to them, no, I'm going to seek my original decision. They're obviously under huge pressure from whoever's in their ear. So th- that, is, that is a problem with it. But how do you rectify that? Is it just with transparency and with, with an audio there clear that you can hear everything? I think that make a, a huge difference. Do you, Bush, do you know the big uh, one for me, Joe, is, is is consistency. I think that's what I want to see is is consistency. If they said to us, look, this is the rule, and from now on it will be just that, and you've seen it week after week after week, mm. then you'd be like, all right, look, that just is what it is. Like, I'll be honest. I mean, we yeah. had we had a we had a Barney in the WhatsApp group about the, the Robinson penalty. And I'm sorry, like Ray crack. <laughs> yeah. When I when I looked at it, right, and I'll be brutally honest, because I'm not acting the goat now in the WhatsApp group, right? When I seen it, I thought he's gonna give that. He's gonna give that on t- in today's interpretation of what a penalty will be. But there is mm. not, while I have got a hole in my backside, a version of football where that's ever a penalty. It's just, mm. it's just not. It's, it's not a penalty. Welbeck takes four steps, he falls over. Now you fast forward to the very next game, and I think it was Triore was running at pace, and he got clipped in the box, and it's contact. It's the same. The consistency has to be there. Now, it was slightly less contact, but it was still contact. So if you're going to say to me that that contact made Triori fall over, the contact made Welbeck fall over, what's the difference? So if you're going to give these controversial yeah. ones, you have to keep it consistent. Yeah, and I, 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 I agree back to you. Yeah. Sorry, John. Like, I agree with Jamie there. Sorry, there was uh, <coughs> the Robertson... Mm. 
challenge and the Traore one were exactly the same. So consistency is an issue. I felt both were penalties, but one was given, one wasn't. So I don't understand how they can give that and they can review it. And then they look at Traore, there was a clear clip. Okay, it was minimal. But if you're given one for Robertson, yeah. So that that is an issue, Jamie. But I'd still go back with the Robertson. I know we had a mess over it. But I still... <laughs> I, I don't see how anyone can say that wasn't a penalty. I can't. Big Joe, you're a centre-back. How many times have you done I, that? How many times have you done that to a player? That's the rumour. That wasn't me. But the, prob- the problem is... I um, always won the ball. Yeah. I, Gav, it I was your ball. You just used to bring it home if you didn't get your way. <laughs> Gav, I said to you about uh, the misplaced rage, right? And, mm. and the VAR got the hit for that as well. Um, that, was, that was disgraceful to think that um, that cha- that challenge, I would have no complaints. It's one of those 50-50s. If it goes your way or it goes against, you can't complain. The uh, it, When Robertson clips Welbeck, right? If it had been given initially, I would have had to just say, fuck it. But my problem with that is they reviewed it and it, it wasn't a clear and obvious error. It wasn't. And and that's and that's these inconsistencies. And that's where the human intervention is a problem. And that's why we only really see this in the Premier League and we don't see it abroad that the, the human intervention just seems to always be the one that causes the rage towards VAR. We see it again with the Mane uh, offside against Everton. People went mad that that was given an offside. That's never offside. It's never offside. But in today's game, with the rule change for handball, that was offside. And it's it's the rule that's the problem. They don't seem to align the rules with the technology. You know what I mean? If you... It, the rules have to suit what you can use the technology for. Now we can see with technology what what um what part of the body is on and offside by just looking at images. You don't need to make it about the little piece of uh, collar or or uh, the end of our sleeve. You know what I mean? With an yeah, arm but, stretched but, out. Just yeah, but but Andy, you 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 said to me about misplaced misplaced rage and stuff like that. Hmm. What, what, and you mentioned transparency, right? I can't, what well, my issue here is, is that I can't understand, and this is going back to Sunday when I said this, I can't understand it, uh, with all the money in the game, with all the technology in the game, with everyone fucking watching uh, from all, di- in all different sorts of fucking devices and whatever, all around the world, that you can't tell me that VAR cannot transmit what they are seeing in that van or in that fucking studio onto the TV screen that we're watching, all right? They, mm. uh, that that is beyond me how they can do that. Joe the was saying, screen. well, it seems to, <coughs> but but it seems to go down screen, a bit. Um, well, why can't they like listen? There's so many programs, software programs out there in the yeah. world, right? Why can't they just get the multi screen, collate it into one image, and go? That's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. Now, no tick, I, I no tick lines, no fellow fucking moving a mouse around the screen, lining stuff up. They just collab, get it all together, and go bang. That's it. Yeah. Really thin line, and literally put it up on the screen. His foot, his arm, whatever, and this is offside. Well, like, the transparency well, think, is the killer. The transparency yeah. is the fucking killer in it all. Because every single question I've asked you, you lads, yeah. you all come back and say, "Why don't we hear it?" And I can't. I, again, I can't understand why. Why Jamie fucking Carragher's here now, but the lad, everyone around the world paying to watch this can't. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, yeah, you're dead right. And I think, I think it, the the broadcasting doesn't help. It doesn't. Uh, you don't see it in the Champions League, and that that means it doesn't be as much uh, rage over. Well, I think what we should see is, um, yeah, some multi-screen stuff. See the image that the um, VR guys are looking at, but then see it uh, recreated into a kind of a three-dimensional thing from overhead, and then you can see clearly that someone was in an offside position. So I, I thought I was turning into a lunatic at the weekend when um, 
the Salah one was a judge offside and people were saying that Ben White couldn't run in that manner in that direction so the line is wrong I was like, one of those people to be honest well I, I don't know I don't even know where the argument about running comes from the still image for me for in that one just looks like to me they were measuring from the wrong place and I'm just well, going back to the okay. I'm going back to the arm and the, and the stuff like that I'm not I'm not arguing can he turn right. his right foot past so, his left shoulder and all that shit Right. Okay. So, so everybody, everybody you're looking at that says quite clearly his shoulder is ahead of his foot there. Quite clearly it is. And, um, they were, they were basing this on their eyes on their screen. That's the, the angle is set at 45 degrees this way and 45 degrees kind of downwards. You can't tell what way somebody's leaning. So what you can do is you can use technology, which is extremely advanced technology, highly accurate. That's being tried, tested, calibrated that could create a virtual. Uh, vertical wall slid <coughs> along. What, like a bit like a bit like when you go on to LFC TV or Sky Monday Night Football and they literally bring you into a 3D version of the whole thing. Yeah. And when when a fella has the baller's feet, they're able to spin a 360 right. to show they you what you can that. see. Yeah, they could do that. They could have a, a front-end version of what, what's happening. So what we see is the blue line. And that blue line is essentially a a, a virtual wall that could be slid up and down the pitch. And if that hits the foot first, that means the foot is further forward. It's simple as that's calibrated. They've done so much testing and so much calibration into the into how they can uh, create that Hawkeye vertical uh, toward line. Because do you remember the old offside thing where they had blue lines horizontal and they just moved them along and then they hit the person's foot? Mm. And this is oh, well, that's 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 honor or that's offside. But they realized that that's in that that's not accurate because there's a part of your body that could be reached over. So what the three-dimensional line, uh, what that line does is it, it's a third dimension to check in. And if it hits a shoulder force, the shoulder's further forward towards goal. That's a fact. And that's technology. Like that is technology telling you that the player is not, that his foot is further forward. You know I, what I mean? Think so, fucked, I, I think they fucked up with that though, Andy. Because I, I, And again, maybe this is on a, a sidestep, but. I think I think there's an issue with the offside rule in itself, and I think me and you had a bit of back and forth on this at Twitter. I think I think any part you're talking about upper body, you're talking about shoulders, you're talking about arms. For me, yeah. that's all nonsense. We should be if we're going to do it, it should be using the feet because that's yeah. where you gain gain an advantage. And, and I think you made mm. a good point. You said, "Well, okay, what if somebody's leaning forward to win a header?" But I'd say that's good forward play. If your yeah. starting position of your feet is still in line, but you manage to time your your, your header and 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 finish it, I, I think that's good. I, I think that's one one issue. And then the other issue, kind of separately, is I don't like I don't like the way we're having to alter the game that ultimately didn't really need that much fixing to justify the current state of the rules. So there was something that the Carragher said the other day that really annoyed me. Uh, again, it was linked to the Robinson uh, the Robinson tackle. He said, defenders just shouldn't tackle in the box now. And I'm thinking, hold on. Mm. Is is that what this is now becoming? That we're telling defenders who are highly skilled at making last-ditch tackles, sometimes they get it wrong, but these footballers, their timing is impeccable. You know, We're now telling them to take one of the last dying arts out of the game, which is tackling, for fear of giving away pe- soft penalties for a slight bit of contact. I just... I feel like we're just treading on a dangerous path here. And I, and again, I don't think this is necessarily VAR's issue. Yeah, I think it's the, the current rules, the rules mm. that are in place at the moment yeah. are a little bit anti-football and anti-entertainment, if you will. Yeah, just, Dave, to, just, to, Dave just to finish off. 
David Walsh says, wear green boots. <laughs> uh, sorry, before you finish <laughs> off, Andy, I, I'm leaving this up on the screen for ages because we've been asked this numerous times now, right? Lads, can we, for real says, lads, can we get a watch along podcast going? I presume this is watching the match. Um, it's not something that we've ever tried or looked into, but loads of you have asked at this stage. So I threw it out there to a few people today and we'll see. That's all I'm going to say to you, right? 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research, of exceptional health care for kids, of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. Um, I'd get act from my day job if I went on one of them, Gavin. Like, I know, I know. When I watched, when I know, I yeah. That. I know. And Andy pretends to be all happy-go-lucky. There's some football great. But he's an absolute <laughs> lunatic when he's watching a football match. <laughs> um, but go on, Andy. Finish off there. Yeah, and I was on dead right. There's uh, the, the changes in the rules have been uh, for the worse. And I think part of the problem is this um, noise that's created. When, when there's so much rage, misplaced rage over things, it's very hard to find the solutions to the right problems. So they change rules or they change this and they make the wrong rule changes. It's absolutely ludicrous that players now have to defend with their hands behind their back. Like they look like spoons, like like trying to defend. You should never have to do that because they're so afraid that if the ball just clips off their hand, it's a penalty. That is nonsense. It shouldn't shouldn't be the case. And I like that, not being able to tackle in, in the box. Like that, they're, they're the things that are destroying the game of football. Um. But but I'm telling you now, lads. We if the if the technology was used properly, we'd have a better game. I really think so. We would have we'd be less concerned about a really high profile, high um, high impact kind of decision going against the way that could cost us a league title. That could cost us a a Champions League. You know what I mean? Um, th- that technology is there, and it's, and the right decision should be made. But I oh yeah, just just lastly, the the fee thing, Jamie. If they use the fee thing. I think they should. That means they just go back to the old VAR phase, you know, kind of the the first one where there was no third dimension. And they just say, look, from now on, we we drag the blue line along the, the, the floor. And whoever's, if your foot is onside, then happy days. But I, I know for a fact it's just going to divert the anger onto something else because that's, what, that's well, what people will do. But, but, but you see, the thing is, Andy, I, I agree with you to a point, but if you said to me tomorrow, listen, this is what I'm going to do. And we get on to this now because I want to ask you all how, what, what changes you would make to get it right. But mm. for me, if you said to me tomorrow, listen, um, two things we're going to do. We're going to show you exactly what you can see in Stockley Park. Okay. And we're going to show, and um, we're going to make offsides by your forwardest foot forward or your nearest foot to the goal for both players. I'd be absolutely fine with that because it's transparent and it's actually set in stone. There's none of this, how long is his fucking sleeve? Um, was he pushed in here? Was he this? It was literally, there's his foot, there's his foot, which is close to the goal. The defender, he's onside. It's the forward. It's offside. And we can see exactly what's going on in Stockley Park. I would have no issue when it comes down to offsides for that. Um, 48 minutes, we fucking pissed through this. Um Lads, I want to, like, we all agree on certain things. We don't agree on certain, like, I'm upset that Joe has said, like, I can't believe that anyone would argue that that's not a penalty on Saturday. I could argue all day, Joe. Um, simply Just around. Get, uh, we could do a podcast. Gav, look look at Joe, Gav. look at Joe, we go mad. 
Ja, nee, die gaat aloft, hè. Oh, nee, die gaat aloft, ja. Nee, vroeger bij Pack like this and it. If, if, Robertson, if Robertson had made contact with that ball, Gav, where would it have went? Um, he probably... did make contact with his standing leg, Joe. He, uh, he knocked it after, forward. Yeah, after after he kicked well back. But with the foot he tried to kick the ball, where would the ball have went? Um, a bit further up the pitch, I suppose. No, it wouldn't have went a bit further. It would have went around 60, 70. He put his foot through that like he was kicking lumps out of someone. He, he, okay. He, he, he so, swung his so right He's trying to okay, all right. Grand. Okay, so, so Joe, I'll ask you, so I'll ask you think, a question. I think that had an effect. So people are saying it clipped the top of Welbeck's boot. With that force, I don't care who you are, that is going to affect you. Okay. I'll ask you a question, Joe. <laughs> if 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 Andy Robertson doesn't kick the ball or Danny Welbeck, where does Danny Welbeck go? Where does he go? Yeah, where what happens? If he ha- well, if he hadn't kicked Welbeck, he would have just he just would have turned around and turned and faced the ball wherever the ball would have went. I think he just still uh, fell over. I think I think if you watch it, Joe. If yeah. Welbeck gets I a touch one. to that, if if a Welbeck, well, I hope you have. If Welbeck gets a touch to it, and Robertson yeah. doesn't interfere with Welbeck in any way, I think he just hits Robertson with it. You see, this is the thing. Yeah, but like, that's not. Yeah, but that's that's if buts are maybe. That's not. Well, you've just said what, what happens if. Well, you've just said the same thing to me. <laughs> no, but I my point is Robertson for some reason with atrocious defending in the last minute of a game, tries to welly the ball up the end of the field. It was it was bad defending. He made a huge error and he was punished for it. And when you look back at that and there was contact, Jamie's gone on about the four steps, whether it was one step or 50 steps, he made contact and it was a penalty. I just don't Joe, see you, how you, it was. You know full well what Welbeck did. He took a chance in the last minute of a game. He felt a small yeah. nick, just like Jack Grealish did for Villa, and everyone was having a go at him. There was a slight yeah. contact, and if you make ridiculous rules, players are going to try to exploit them. And he thought, you know what, I'll give it a go. So he took four steps, and he thought, oh, fuck it. You know what, I'll throw myself on the floor because I know they'll have to check it. And in this shit show of a modern game, if there's any contact in any way, shape, or form they're not they're, they're, they're going to give it and that that's where we're at now where we're looking at this going yeah oh, do, you know, do you know what yeah but that see, is a pen but you see but that's the thing you're being led down this to think that it's a pen because they're they're, they're, they're putting you down this avenue to believe that they are they are joe they are because there's no way joe listen if you're down if you're down playing right for the bosco or whoever you play for right and you're down there and that happens your, your forward does that your forward does that and you're standing 50 yards away and you see that. The chances are you and your mates are telling your forward to go up off the ground. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, but you're, that's you're, not you're, the you're standard. Laughing we're not right? setting the standard but, of football and John Bosco down. But hold on, but hold on. Well, Joe does. Joe talks a lot about it and, and you know, he even bribed him into a testimonial one year and then went back playing the following year, which was outrageous. But what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is the context has gone completely out of the game. The happenings around it has gone completely out of the game. Like, I would argue then, right, if you, did you ever see a fella where he flicks a ball over a fella's head in the box and runs into him and, you know, they, run, they collide and they go down, do you have to give a penalty all the time now? Because the argument that, oh, well, he couldn't get out of the way, well, it doesn't really fucking matter. You hit off him and he was chasing the ball. You, th- th- this is what you're going to end up with. You're going to end up with every single bit of contact, no matter if it's meant or intentional or not, or seeing a player he didn't see. It. Every single piece of yeah. contact you know, with a player, regardless of any context around it, you have to give a penalty if you're going to do that to Andy Robertson at the weekend. Do you know what you'll see, Gav, when players are going to try and clear a ball? 
attackers running across them on the blind side, running into their leg and falling over. Because that's that's technically what Robinson didn't know he was there. He was trying to clear a ball. So if if you're a fullback and you see it sometimes, a fullback's trying to clear the ball and somebody run, run, runs to try and block it, and then their follow through will catch them and they roll around and get the get the free kick. You'll just get people doing that in the box now, uh, kind of like with the handball rule. If somebody's arms in the air like Mane did in the Champions League final, chip it up it towards his hand if it hits his hand. It's a penalty. If you have these daft rules. You're just going to get managers and players looking to exploit it. And you will have managers, because I'd do it if I was one, if you mm. are touched in the box in any way, shape or form, go down because it'll go to the monitor. Sorry, Andy, I just want to ask you about the, the, the last thing on that penalty, right? Um, you know, we we see this like where he doesn't give it. He doesn't believe there's anything happening. Welbeck doesn't even, he goes down. Nobody appeals. Nobody appeals. I think it's the VAR fella that stops it and says, let's have a look at it, right? Mm. And we'll go back to the transparency in a minute when we're trying to come up with some sort of solution. But why why are they why are they looking at this in real time and saying it's not a penalty? And then when they're trying to judge it, they're slowing it down to a, a tenth or a fifteenth or a twentieth of the speed. Why are they doing that? Because for me, the, the clear and obvious stuff is literally, there's no point in saying clear and obvious anymore because mm. you can't make a comparison with watching that like we all did and then going back and going, slow that right down for me, please. Right down and let me see. And of course, any contact is, is magnified when it's at a tenth of the speed. Should yeah. he just show him, there's the incident again from five angles in real time. What do you think? All right, so... um I can't believe we went 55 minutes into a VAR podcast and I haven't got to give out about that term, clear and obvious. That should be banned straight away. Mm -hmm. It's it's a subjective term that referees are able to hide in between and they can always say, oh, well, you know, my idea, clear and obvious, isn't the same as your idea, clear and obvious. And that's that's what effectively happened there. On a VAR review, that, that should never be a clear and obvious error. It can't be. Like, if it's given straight away, fair enough. But... That's that's a 50-50 kind of decision. If you didn't give it the first time, you shouldn't have to be forced into giving it the second time. But um, the, the the whole, yeah, high speed, uh, you know, normal speed slot. I suppose if you're going to review a um, a, video, a piece of video of, of an incident, you should be able to look at it in any speed you want and any angle you want if you want to make the most correct, informed decision on what happened. Like quite often, one, one um, you know, it doesn't look like a penalty from one angle, and it's a clear penalty from another angle when you see a property. And you know, with with slow motion, you can kind of, you can. I know they don't; they've dropped the term intent, but it must still kind of go through a referee's mind of what the the player intended to do. Was he clumsy? Did he mean to do that? Um, so I I've no problem with them looking at it in any speed. But if you're talking about a kind of a micro thing, they have to slow it down uh, to like a fraction just to see a player's studs clip somebody's laces, then no. Mm. I mean, that's just silly because that sort of contact shouldn't really uh, uh, make a player fall over. I think Welbeck was just as likely to fall over with no contact, jumping so high over a foot as he was. Yeah. Look, Robertson's, Look, I'm not. I'm not that bothered. I'm only bothered that it was it was given on a on a review when it's supposed to be clear and obvious errors. It was given first time. I'd live with it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I'm the same. I'm the same. Right. Um, before we go, um, a. Lawrence just says, "What changes?" I am. 
Yeah, but right. I just yeah, relax, Andy. Jeez, psycho. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating that a, uh, that a tiny unintentional nick of a boot is punished the same way as a deliberate handball on the mm-hmm. goal line. Well, look, that's the rule you're in now. You know, and, and I, I said it from the start. When I seen it back, you know, I go, yeah, just in today's game, that's a penalty because that's what they want you to do now. They want you to look and go, oh, that's definitely a penalty because that's the rules and everyone's trying to nearly quote the rules with each other because that's the best way to argue. Um, but um, Joe, I come to you for so I say to you, you have until you know. I want you to put forward a few ideas to make this better. What are you doing? What are you going to do to make it better, Joe? Make it all better for us, Joe. Um, well, first thing, if if there is a decision being looked at by VAR, I think the referee should be over at the monitor with them, looking at it as well, giving him an opportunity to look at it slow down. Obviously, when it's slowed down, it's clearer, Gav. So I think the referee. Then the second thing, which we've all agreed on, we have to hear what they're saying. There is, there is literally no reason why that's been hid from us. If if there's no conspiracies, there's no issues, this is all honest and upfront, let's hear what the, the few people in Stockley Park are saying to the referee and let's hear what he's saying back. Um, they're, they're, the, they're the two the two sort of things I'd look at. The offside... I've a load of different opinions. They've uh, suggested by Jamie with the feet isn't isn't bad and something that could work. Um, so that but offside is an issue with the shoulder and the armpit and the length of the sleeve and all that. So that is something that will be changed. Uh, I don't know how. Um, really, what's the best solution there? And then with uh, now Jamie's uh, with the centre centre with this minimal contact, but at the moment that is a penalty. So. That's just, I think defenders have to be even more cautious in the box. I'm not saying they can't tackle, but they just have to be more cautious because any sort of contact now is being given. But well, it's not, Joe. Liverpool, not against Aston Villa. Yeah, at the consistency. But Arsenal, but Arsenal the next yeah. day, he, he, it doesn't matter what the yeah, contact is anymore. I know, but he never I even went to the I screen. I understand that. Yeah. And that's that's you know kind frustrating, of and I'll agree with Jamie that it is frustrating, and this isn't perfect, and it's it's out eighteen months, and it'll probably take another eighteen months, two years before this really improves. But I think it has improved the game because more decisions are right, and I think it will down the line make it better again. Mm. Andy, what are you doing if to make this better? Because it's all your fault, you and Dale. Um. What am I doing? Well, I I think uh, I think at the moment the what's like I like the offside thing because it um it takes out the subjectivity that referees have that sort of um ability to think on their to make decisions themselves. So uh, the offside thing is good because it, it makes things black and white. Maybe change it to the feet. Maybe go back to the uh, two dimensional thing where it's if your feet are onside, then you're onside. Um, but I think what fixes it. It's just better refereeing and uh, more consistency. Whether they have to just change the structure of who's in Stockley Park, make it more transparent, make them more accountable, better governance. I think you're going to see better decisions made. It's it VAR is working better outside England, so you're going to have to address that. You're going to have to wonder why. Why are they messing it up so much? So it's I think if you have better trained referees and uh, somebody maybe overseeing it that has a bit more of a brain. And that's a good point that Joe makes. Maybe if they were looking at the decision together, um, they they could come to a better conclusion. But um, in terms of uh, 
the, the technology, uh, I know what, one thing that's coming in, it's being trialed at the moment, is the semi-automatic uh, offsides where players' bodies are mapped um, like skeletons and the technology is able to see which is closer. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll, know, they'll know that a body part is closer to the goal line. They, the computers will know. Now, that comes in and you're going to probably have people telling you that the... Um, the guys in Stocky someone's, Park are empty. Someone's bone mass is big bone. Yeah, yeah, so they won't. They somebody somebody will I'm see big that. Big bone, we said that. Somebody will somebody will see an offside and they won't believe that that foot is closer. You'll still have the same problems, and they'll say that the referees are out to manipulate those uh, skeleton lines, and the referees are out to do that and change the parameters. There's always going to be people that um, that that doubt it. I just think if they get if they just improve how pundits and the people in the media understand how VAR is done maybe maybe fans would understand a bit better and maybe they go easy on, on the technology and, and refocus their energy and all that rage on what's really causing the problem and that's poor rules and poor interpretation of rules by the referee and the referee is still continuing to try and be over um, controlling the games Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Okay, Jamie, what are you doing to make it better? Apart from removing yeah, Joe from and Andy from the WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think the lads have touched on a lot of them. Um, the consistency one's the big one. If you, if you apply it to your own day job, you know, you get a new boss in, they make a load of rule changes. You moan to your mates at lunchtime, oh, this is shit. But if that's the way the rules are and there's consistency and everybody's treated the same, you'll soon adjust and get on with it. The problem is that week after week, we're not seeing the consistency. So decide on a rule and stick to it. Like Andy Robertson said after Brighton, if that is the rule and we're going to see it week after week, he'll get on with it. The, the problem comes is that what I want to see basically is the referee on the pitch have the power to referee in the context of the game. So what's the flow of the game? Or, you know, is, is it a local derby? Is there last minute tackles going in? Is it a wet day? You know what I mean? There's all these things that, that is the tempo of the game raising? Is there a lot of things that, that, that come into play? And in real time, that referee did not think that that was a penalty. So I, I, I don't want to see him then having, unless it's an absolutely catastrophic error, i.e., Raheem Sterling's offside, you know, a, a couple of years ago, Liverpool, Man City. If the referee didn't think it was bad enough and it's a close enough call, just let the game flow um, would be would be my main one. The other one for offsides, um, I'd actually go back to, uh, it's been spoken about a lot. I want to see goals with football fans to see goals. So try and give a little bit of benefit to the attacker, maybe even look at daylight. I think if you're getting out, if you're drawing lines, I think it's already too close to call. I don't think it's offside. Do you know what I mean? If, if there's a millimetre in it here, even even with the feet, if it's going to be the way it is now, I would use the feet. Arms, heads, all that doesn't matter. Mickey's floating around. None of that matters. Use the feet. I would actually like to see some type of daylight between the between the attacker and well, the Well, what, what about the margin of error that they use in the Dutch League where if the lines are separate, then it was too close? Yeah, yeah. If I, the lines cross really, over, tall the 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 thing. But that, but that's that's a thing that goes around the, the big thick lines. That they're using the same thing that you see in the Premier League. They're using those thick lines, and they're saying, "Look, if they cross over at all." No, in the Dutch league, 
Yeah, and then the Dutch we're league, yeah, actually, but not actually take our lines. Yeah, but but no, what I'm saying is that they aren't the the the, the pinpoint lines that Stockley Park are seeing. You know, they might be, the, but they're they're a wider line. So what they're saying is this: if they cross over, it's a margin of I think it's about ten mil. It's a no, margin it's, of it's, and, and uh, is it ten mil? Yeah, no, it's ten cent. It's a ten. It's a ten centimeter uh, margin of error. So the ten centimeters, line, okay. So the boat lines are kind of uh, are five. No, not ten. Couldn't be ten centimeters. Ten. Oh God, Andy's going to get a set square out. No, here. you have you have me. Uh, you have me confused now. I think no, it's between millimeters and yeah. So it's a ten. It's a ten centimeter margin of error if you add the two lines together. So if the lines are are um are separate, it's over ten centimeters. So therefore, it was a. It's a clear and not. It's a clear offside, or it's clearly not offside. Um. So the the lines aren't actually thicker. They just the lines that you see. Um. Them using what? <laughs> David Ennis said it's like Ghostbusters here for fuck's sake. Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Go on. If, um, if if the the lines you see being used uh, when they're calibrating and all are, are the fine lines that make the decision, and that the when they turn black or they turn yellow, like they're the broadcasting lines, and they're the mm-hmm. kind of the five centimeter ones. Now, I'll just throw something at you, right? The the whole um, Dutch thing. It's not the it's not the utopia that everyone thinks it is either. Because what I'll tell you what happens there. Bad say, news, Andy. Say um. Chris Brack saying it's 10 millimeters. Yeah, that, that probably sounds about a bit right, uh, more correct. What happens there is if if the linesman flags right for offside and then they review it with all the lines and it turns out the player's onside, but he wasn't onside enough that the lines aren't separated, the decision of the linesman stands. So a player will be seen to be onside, but he'll be still ruled offside. We yeah, don't but want that's that not, either, do we? But, but that's that's similar to like the linesman in England just not putting that flag up, isn't it? Where they just don't uh, do anything anymore. They just stand there and go, I'm not doing nothing because they fell in the video room and sort of for us. Well, they generally put their flag up when the player gets on the ball. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. They'd have so. to, if that was to come in in England, they'd have to look at the flagging thing again. Mm. Uh, you'd have to tr- you'd have to show a flag up if you felt it was it was on or offside. But uh, to think that. You could have a goal disallowed that was actually on so I that I mean it, it would it's happening it now it remains, to be honest yeah but, and that's that's the thing I want to get to I think is I, I just think we're being deprived of genuinely good goals and this isn't me as a Liverpool fan this is football in general how many times have you seen it and I know it's myself I'm not even celebrating anymore if it's that close to call it should be onside if there's a millimeter or two in it, I don't, I don't care. It, it, there has to be some type of day. Like we want to see goals in football matches. Well, you know something. Uh, it, it's a good, it's a decent argument to turn around, and go lads, listen, do away with the lines. Just take a steal when the ball's hit. Can you see? Can you see daylight between the players? Yes, yeah. Grant, what he's off, he's not. You know. But then again, people like Andy said, just go. Oh, there's too many pixels on the fucking screen, and that's why you can't see the daylight because it's all, you know. That fella's in witness protection and he has to have his face fucking blurred out or whatever. It's all mad. Because you will, you get people like that, they're fucking lunatics. Um, for me, on the offsides, I just want to see what Sid Stockley Parker's seeing. If I see that, I'm fine. You can, I'd like to see the fee thing. Um, daylight is a good, good argument as well. But if you went with the fee on grand, if you're not, if you're going to stick to arms and whatever else, just show us what you're seeing in Stockley Park and that rules out any sort of, you know, lads 
putting rulers up against our screen at our telly and drawing lines and all sorts of shit. Um, <laughs> uh, so remember, I think it's there was a, like there's no, there people, was a fella that done that, wasn't? I remember the fella with the ruler. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's people. <laughs> Andy, there's people who say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so there's people who say, I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing now in a second. It was just annoying. It was just annoying people. But um, there's people who say that those lines are wrong, right? Those mm. lines are wrong. These are like calibrated to within an inch of their life. Mm. They're fucking perfectly good lines, and people think that they can they can do better lines on their phone. Like, yeah. I mean, we don't know what way the, the picture is tilted. You know nothing. These th- these things are calibrated at, at ninety degrees from the ver- uh, the horizontal lines of the pitch. Now, what I was doing was. Trying to prove that your your far foot can be outside your your far shoulder. Oh yeah, you, you were I mean? googling photos of players running with the ball now, weren't you? I just put I just put in like football or running, and then any <laughs> any picture of a, of a fella I found, and then I then I thought, oh no, this would be better. But I just googled Ben White because it was Ben White, like, and I'll say that Ben White's able to do it. And uh, but head, lads' heads were falling off. But, but I, I was kind of I was there was people saying like you you try it. It's like why I I don't need to fuck you try it. I'm just showing you that they, um that that line. I love. I do you know what I'd love to see? I genuinely and um if I had the money I'd pay for it. But I'd love to see Andy watching a game right and having a ruler and you know having it to scale. So if, if an inch on the ruler was ten yards right, I'd love to see him. You know a can of foam. I know there's a free kick. He just puts the ruler up to the telly and measures the 10 and then just starts spraying the telly. That's where the wall should be. And then just live streaming it. Just shouting shit at the, at the telly. I think it'd be brilliant. But um, look, that's that's what I'd like to see with the offsides. With regards to with regards to um, referees' decisions, I think they should just go down the rugby union route. I think it should be refereed as it's refereed. If he wants to review it, um, I don't think anybody should be telling him from outside, you need to look at that again. If he gives a penalty, he should be able to go. And given that, but I just want to check it because I'm not 100% certain. And he just presses a button on his mic. He can always hear the VAR lad anyway. But press the button and it's it's basically everyone on screen, everyone that's watching can hear it where he says, you know, Mick, I'm looking at that, but can you just let me know? And they go, yeah, there was contact. Yeah, you're grand. Or listen, just put that up on the screen for me. Don't even let let the fella get involved in the decision. All you're doing is instructing him as to what you want to see. I.e., can you show me that from behind the goal? Because the angle I was looking at, I looked at definite penalty. Just show me A, A, B and C. And everyone can hear it. Now, the argument is that people in the ground can't hear it. But it's very simple. It can be it, the referee can be hooked up to, and you see in American football, they press it, and everyone in the ground hears what's going on, and the captains can be pulled aside and told, "This is what's happened. This is what I've seen, and I'm giving it." You know what I mean? It's there's, it actually it actually be quicker than some of the bullshit that's going on now. I'd like to see some of the context being brought back in, where they do look and go like a damn already for me. Again, in today's stuff, it's a penalty, but. I thought you were just going to start talking about a damage. Right? No, no, don't. I'm not doing that fucking element. I'm in enough trouble with Joe as it is. But, um, uh, but, but like, with that, we all know it should be a penalty because of the way the rules are now. But we should be able to, he should be able to look and go, he's not even, it, that's not enough to go down. You know what I mean? And tell everybody that's not enough contact to go down. He was clipped, but it's not enough to go down. And, it actually makes the referees more personable, I think, to everyone. But there's loads that you could do. There's loads that you can, you can, you can try throw at it. But uh, 
they're going to have to, I don't think they've long left to get this right before absolute mutiny starts. Or I, I genuinely believe that. Um, Andy, oh, no, I'll leave you last because you always have something to fucking say. Joe, um, anything else before we go? Um, now, do you want to talk about Adam and Traore for a bit? No. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I um, because I'll only, I'll only end up I'll only end up Andy say, saying, "Oh, stupid loopy crosses for about twenty five minutes." I, I'm just I'm looking forward to next time Salah goes down with minimal contact, and for Jamie to say that was not a penalty because he won't. He'll say that was a penalty. There was contact. He'll disagree with himself <laughs> on the Robertson. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, that's all I'm waiting for. A little, little tap with Salah next week and he goes yeah. down. Today, in today's day and age, Joe, it's a penalty, mate. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Uh, Jamie, anything else before we go? Uh, other than it not being a penalty on Andy Robertson, um, no, I think I think I'm good, mate. I just I just want to get back. I just want to get back to some version of football that I used to love because at the moment it's just diluted shite. Um, do you think? Do you think? Do you think fans will make a difference to that? Even if under under the current rules, I, th- I think it'd be worse with, with fans in the stadium if these decisions are. Uh, uh, in fact, I think people just won't show up. I, I honestly think a lot of people will become just disillusioned with football in its current state. People don't enjoy football as it is now. Um, that emotional release—that's why we watch football. To lose yourself, forget about you know your life's problems, your normal nine to five. You get you go there for escapism, and at the moment, those moments are being taken away from us. So, I, I think if it continues, you will people will will turn off. They'll mm. they'll go do other things. Fair enough. I, I won't. I will. I play golf. Uh, golf courses back open, of course. And um, the biggest news of twenty twenty. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Andy, I I I, I daren't ask, but have you anything else before we go? No, not really. I just like just on the whole VAR thing. I just think it just needs to be given a chance um, to to make it work and and to address the right problems. Just stop these referees getting away with what they're getting away with, and and don't blame the technology on stupid rules. You know what I mean? It, it. I think if it's if it's being used properly, it's going to be for the benefit of the game. If you've been it now. You're just going to have referees getting their own way. We'll see ourselves getting shafted again and again and again in more games. Um, I think, I, I think that if, once the fans are back in the stadium as well, it'll, it'll help the the experience. I think I watch more uh, content from fans on YouTube than I do actual other football. To be honest, I just I just love what it brings to um to the game. The fans in in Madrid, all their moments. Uh, what well, well, I buzz off, what I buzz off. So what? What's killing me at the moment is just no fans around like that. Yeah, I mean, you look at that uh, the Origi goal when Pickford knocks the ball back into play, and the place erupts, and Carragher shouting, "Look at Jurgen Klopp!" and Klopp's on the pitch. I mean, now we're just getting a, a, a just a very you, you, you wouldn't boring. celebrate, and you'd be waiting for VAR to rule it out. You wouldn't yeah. celebrate that goal because you think yeah. something was going to be go, go mm-hmm. wrong with it. Look, I don't. I you understand why people aren't celebrating goals because half of them are, are ruled out. Then I still jump up and celebrate anyway. Like I just, I'm an emotional I type, type yeah. when I'm, I'm an emotional type when I'm watching games. I scream at uh, at referees even when they make the. You're right amazing decisions. to watch a game of football with. <laughs> yeah, like I absolutely lose the head when hands even, everywhere. When, even when I, even when I know I'm 100 percent wrong, but. On reflection, I look back, look at myself and say, cop on, um, you know. But I jump up and, and celebrate even when I, you know, 
even when I know it might be ruled out. Um, it's for me. It's just we just need the fans back in, and it's not going to be long away now. There's there's solutions out there now. There's a vaccine in in eight months time, nine months time. We're probably going to have the stadium packed again, and I can't fucking wait. I think it'd be before that. I think the English government are desperate to get this vaccine on the road as quick as he possibly can. It gets them out of yeah, a massive it's just, they, they'll have they'll have vaccines in the next few months, but they won't have they won't have uh, immunity for a while, a little while longer. Ah, listen, the way the UK are going, Andy, once they give you that vaccine, you're good to go, man. You know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's Shiraz on the bleeding morning of the Trips match. The Benidorm all over Fuck again. I'm telling you, what you reckon? Um, what you reckon about the fans? Uh, there's going to be thousand five hundred fans on the on the cop. Two uh, yeah. They're, they're not going to be allowed uh, make any noise. Yeah, they're not allowed to sing or hug or shout expletives. Apparently, what's so, the reason so they, behind that? Can they say yay? No, <laughs> no, because did someone because. Say- did someone say because there's so few you can hear what they're actually saying? Oh, oh yeah. I, well, I, t- I think that's ah, the real reason. Okay. Because of so I think just- that's harsh because like when there's 55,000 that are able to dub you out, you know, like, you uh, you know, no. and uh, uh, Andy, they are, because you know, but you it, know, like Liverpool play United at Anfield and United are there down the end singing about always the victims or the son or yeah. whatever. And they can just hear a button and dub them. They can. They do it all the time. They can lower down mics at that end of the oh, ground. Oh, yeah, they can, they can lower down mics. And that's what they, they may well end up doing. But I, I, I think it's probably, it's, it's, it's probably inevitable because you need, the, you need the sound down there for the players anyway at, at the mm-hmm. cop end. Um, but they're afraid of the bollocks. Someone's going to shout, scream something, uh, some sort of mad allegation. <laughs> something or so, something racial yeah. or something. Yeah, something, yeah. Racial, something, something crazy. Like we see it in the golf, um, a player has just hit the ball and he, before anyone's cheers, someone's shouting mashed potato or something ridiculous. Yeah, but they should be man, bleeding, taken out and battered. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, don't, don't be under any illusion that some some fill in a football stadium is not going to do something similar. Uh, so I think it's that. Then obviously when you shout, you, you project um, uh, droplets and yeah. that's going to um, increase the chances of spreading the do you reckon? As well. Do you reckon people have to have masks on the back of their head now? You know, in case someone behind <laughs> them shouts something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just a full big, like a big astronaut's dome thing on their head um, when they're going in the game. I think it'd be brilliant. <laughs> Mm. But you don't know. You see, we're getting down this road, Andy, where it's me and you talking, but absolute bollocks, and we have to get away from that. Yeah, it's 20 no, past yeah. 11 at night. Um, it's not a night for it. Um, you can look forward to that in March when the next international break comes. Um, listen, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, loads of great points made from everybody tonight. The chat has been brilliant as well. Don't forget uh, footballprizes.co.uk. If you're looking for if you're looking for something for someone for Christmas and you want to throw yourself a ticket in there and try win one of these prizes, there's loads of stuff like Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal, Chelsea, United, Spurs, Leeds. Leeds is a big one on their site at the moment, but um, they're really really good. And of course, the James Milner one is live for the rest of this week so have a look at that Joe it's been an absolute pleasure um, I thanks, forgive you Steph. for trying to love me virtually um, and thanks for <laughs> thanks for dropping in I'll see you soon no cheers good stuff Andy um, thanks for turning down your Christmas lights it's been um, it, it was grand after that before that you were trying to give yeah. people fits but you've done it's, well it's, it's looking I don't know can you not see that flashing now no no no, oh, I'm sorry. no. are you going mad that we can't see no, do you want to see? <laughs> no, I'd say I go, ah, fucking special lights that are notions uh, lights that you bought. It's an, it's an amazing tree. It's so tacky. It's, oh. it's great. <laughs> okay. Take, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, 
Jamie, you don't be minding these two pricks, right? If you believe that that's not a penalty, you stick to your guns. Don't be minding them. It's been an absolute pleasure as usual. Thanks for having me on, mate. He actually got me in trouble with the missus. Uh, I was on last night and uh, we've been watching um, The Crown on Netflix. And I said to her last night, look, don't you start skipping ahead on episodes. Just leave me one night, whatever. She was like, okay, yeah. And then I said to her tonight, look, you know, I'm on a podcast again. She's like, wow, oh, I'm watching The Crown. So she's down there three episodes deep, so. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, it's very good, the crown. My wife watches very it. Good, mate. Um, very yeah, good. she's into it. Um, mm. But there you go. Uh, it's something to watch. There's another one as well, isn't there? Around the Royal Family. Uh, uh, what's it called? The well, Joe Queen's Gambit. Joe, 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 Joe watches that, don't you, Joe? The Queen's Gambit, yeah. Yeah, Carsey does. Queen. I knew he did. Queen's Gambit was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, was it? Very good. I will yeah. watch that shit. You mad, right? Um, I'm actually. Do you know what I'm going off to watch? I've seen. I don't know how I noticed today, but I'm going off to watch it again. The usual suspects. I'm going to watch that now. That's that's my. And even do you ever sleep? Yeah. Um, I let it this by twelve, and then I watch that, and then I go to bed. Fair play. At what time you up? Yeah. Uh, seven. <laughs> No so problem. Mad. Absolute machine job. Bulkin season. <laughs> right. We're out of here. Over and out. Has it been a while since you flipped that thermostat from heat to cool? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services before you do for an $88 AC start and check to make sure your AC is in tip-top shape. Griffith specializes in carrier, but services all brands. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today. Your local carrier expert. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Dependable. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah. They were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.